leaders focus on the deals at the end of the quarter. The no decision is or should be detected early on. Hello and a big welcome to Hot Sauce where we'll cover the hottest topics within sauce together with brilliant guests. Are you also curious about fast-growing companies and the people behind them? Welcome aboard. My name is Max Nyman. I'm the CEO of LimeGo, and this is an interactive podcast where you can give suggestions on upcoming guests and topics. You can also jump into discussions with other listeners by leaving comments or upvoting their suggestions. I'm determined to become one of the greatest within B2B sauce, which is why I invite thought leaders and pick their brains about how to scale their companies. However, there are so many fast-growing companies out there and new ones appearing all the time. I only know a fraction and that's why I want to give you the opportunity to have an impact on the episodes and its content. Hit the link in the episode to interact and affect. Enough already, let's get to it. All right, warm welcome, Sami. Thank you. Delighted to be in your podcast, Max. Yeah, awesome to have you on board. And let's get started. Uh, what is your role and which company are you at? So I'm the founder and CEO of Value Orbit. Uh, it's a revenue operations and intelligence platform. And uh, what kind of problems do you solve? Give me the pitch. Um, so um, first, um, I'll talk about my, I think, um, um, kind of the history and how I got the problem. Um, mm-hmm. Before starting Value Orbit, um, I used to be the head of uh, sales strategy and uh, operations for Salesforce at the Nordics. And before that, 10 years leading the uh, uh, consultative revenue for or consultative sales, sorry, for Oracle in EMEA and Telco. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had around, I don't know, 15, 20 years of experience in uh, in sales. And um, I had a lot of issues. I've seen a lot of issues into how difficult it is to reach your quota mm. or to forecast accurately. And this is really the problem that uh, I'm trying to solve. And the issue um, is related to the data. So basically, we use the CRM to um, uh, forecast. And nobody wants to kind of rely on the CRM. Sales, they don't see the value. Um, they think that um, they, they try to sometimes hide as a sandbagger or as an optimist show uh, uh, stories that do not exist. Yeah. Um, so um, this is the problem that uh, we want to, uh, to solve is, is that how can I ensure uh, that uh, my forecasted deal will close? And um, um, and uh, what kind of help, what kind of data layer, what kind of automation is needed on top of the CRM to guide me to success? So, so you're basically saying that you're solving the forecasting problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I started by solving the forecasting problem. Mm. But then they realized that uh, if you think about forecasting, it started in the industrial revolution. And we used to forecast uh, uh, a lot in production. And in production, uh, it's easy to forecast because you build uh, uh, kind of, let's say you build cars the same way. And then you take uh, some measurement and you know that you're going to build 100 or 200 or 1,000 cars uh, in a month. But then after the industrial revolution, we started to try to forecast on the sales because we needed to sell what we built. But then this is a different problem because uh, sales are really evolving at 
different speed, different cylinders. They're executing in a very different way. So then the problem we started, yes, you're, you're right. We started with the forecasting uh, um, issue, but then we realized that you cannot solve the forecasting issue if you don't solve the data issue and you cannot solve the data issue if your sales are not applying the same playbook yeah. and also are not getting benefit from the tool they're going to use because then um, 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 the same problem uh, will happen as what we're seeing with the CRM. Mm. So, so you basically hit two rabbit holes immediately <laughs> that you had to solve. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now what we see is that uh, only 18% uh, of sales reps are hitting 70% plus of quota, according to Saster um, um, survey. Yeah. Um, so it's getting harder, um, harder, harder and harder. Um, I can bombard you with a lot of uh, statistics, but win yeah. rates are going down uh, 20% yeah, yeah. according to winning by design. So we need to think about uh, the problem differently. I think when the problem started, uh, the idea was, how can I forecast at 95% plus of accuracy in the beginning of the quarter? And and then what I said is that if, and I tried to use these tools, and, and I said that if you, if you try to forecast at 95% of accuracy, it means that as a manager or as a CEO or as a CRO, you don't have any way to improve your execution and change things during the quarter. So I saw this not as helping. I saw this as an insult to the intelligence. So I think what's um, uh, what we need is not a 95% plus. What we need is that what we need to do to hit the number. That's more yeah. important. So what, what are the deals that we need to focus on and what to do next? I guess it should be a range, right? Because you don't want 95% and then just up to 100, you want it to go over 100 as well. Exactly, exactly. So I think that the, the, the questions, the, 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 the real questions for the sales is what should I do next to hit my, uh, to hit my quota? And, um, and for the managers that what are my risks and how can I really um, mitigate these risks? And to to, uh, to talk a bit about your ICP and you mentioned your experience, uh, it's an impressive resume, I must say, with uh, Salesforce and Oracle. Uh, would you say that you're targeting enterprises? In fact, I'm targeting, um, uh, I think, companies between, uh, let's say, 100 uh, and 2,000. In the beginning is 100, 2,000. And uh, my plan is to go up uh, to enterprise. Um, I think it's it's not feasible to start with enterprises because of uh, 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 um, the sales cycle length yeah. and the complexity. So I tried to use my own tool, uh, which is telling me that uh, um, in my highest <laughs> in my highest uh, probability, team, yeah, uh, I think it's um, my forecasted revenue is zero for the moment. Yeah. Right. And uh, how complex would you say that it is to sell and implement Value Orbit? Is it uh, like a long sales cycle, high average deal size or? Um, it's, it's in fact, um, we've, we, um, it takes around an hour uh, to deploy Value Orbit. Uh, Value Orbit so connects to uh, Salesforce and HubSpot. And mm -hmm. um, 
as I said, I tried, um, I was not, it's not a very lean startup because it tries to have a solid basis. So we tried to integrate to two CRMs, the most, uh, I think, common CRMs at the same time uh, to make sure that what we do is generic and will apply to all CRM systems. Uh, so basically, uh, to uh, implement Value Orbit, uh, you have just to put the credentials of your uh, CRM and it's a single sign-on and, and then um, uh, just the time for the data to, to compile and you can start right away. So, so how fast would you say that you can go from uh, like trial to insights to get, okay, now I understand the prognosis or the forecast? So um, let, let's say this way. Um, um, so what we do first is we automate the playbook. When we talk about playbook, so we talk about methodologies like Medic and MedPick. I think MedPick is the most popular now for, yeah. among our customers. This is on the qualification methodology. But now um, more customers are asking for sales methodologies uh, like command of the message, uh, like uh, challenges sales. And then what we're trying to do is that, so um, Value Orbit comes up with templates of methodologies, but then you have to customize to your needs or to your sales process to get the maximum uh, um, kind of the maximum impact. And using a template takes five minutes, but implementing uh, implementing um, implementing your methodology also takes an hour probably. But getting the right insight is right away. So when your custom, when your uh, sales team start to kind of use the system, they see the value right away. For example, you will structure your deal review. You will automate your uh, uh, forecast calls, so avoid spending hours into. I I used to spend uh, probably um, twenty hours a week uh, in different forecast calls, um, and what I I learned about it is that is there a way to structure the input of the data so that it will be easy for you to see it and to see where are the gaps. So what we see in the CRM for the moment is it's mainly next steps that are not updated. But if you have kind of a playbook that is quite easy with a structure saying that you need to do this, 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 and this is this per phase, then you can see the gaps right away. And you can dig in the gaps. So I tried to automate, uh, we tried to automate this, this part. And as I said, we started with forecasting. Now this part is more uh, popular. And this is where the customers see the immediate value. So they kind of build their methodology to support their sales process in Salesforce or uh, or HubSpot, and 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 and, and then uh, they they try to organize their forecast calls, deal reviews in Value Orbit. And I think that this is the wow moment that that uh, we see uh, um, uh, with the dashboards into where is your risk. For example, if you're using Medpick. Uh, where are the deals that are in the negotiation stage where you haven't really uh, uh, presented the value or shared the pain points, get the validation of the pain points with the uh, with the executive buyer. Uh, yeah. and, and now we're working a lot into automating all the scripts, the call scripts and the emails inputs into the methodology to make uh, value orbit as uh, uh, kind of, 
automated as possible. Mm. Wow, that's really cool. But the, the, would you say that MedPick is the, the most common one among your customers or in general, and that you need to have some sort of sales methodology to like really leverage Value Orbit? Um, yeah, I think that's Max. That's a fantastic question. Um, so when I when I started when I started to approach customers, I thought, uh, okay, um, my value proposition is that you have a methodology, and I'm gonna automate it for you. What I discovered mm-hmm. is that even in the 2,000 employees companies, a lot of companies don't have methodologies. Really, and a lot of. Uh, yeah, a lot of companies are asking about, okay, I, I don't have a methodology or I have a methodology. It's in PowerPoint. You have to look for it. Uh, the last update was done two years ago. So, so uh, to um, kind of to get the maximum impact, I had to do myself, train companies on uh, methodologies um, with my team. Uh, also uh, uh, try to convince them into the added value of using the methodologies and then automating the methodologies. And then I came up with an idea. I said, why I don't build the templates with the methodologies, with the best practices in in Value Orbit? And this is what what, what we did recently uh, with the latest version that would be out uh, next week. And but But this does not solve the problem that, okay, I can train you on the methodology, but to get the maximum out of it, you have to customize to your needs. Hmm. Um, an ad tech um, company, and, and we work with the Wall Street English, uh, is not the same as uh, an AI SaaS company uh, in, in Germany. So yeah. it depends on the, on, on the use case. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I want to deep dive more into those topics, but before we do that, uh, let's jump into a segment called the quick ones. So I'll shoot some quick questions and I want some quick answers. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Nice. Uh, favorite tool in your revenue tech stack? Slack. <laughs> yeah, simple. <laughs> uh, best, uh, best sales advice that you have uh, ever heard? Um best sales advice that um, I ever uh, heard is uh, persistence is the only way to succeed. Mm. And uh, what would you say is the best thing about SaaS? Uh, the best thing about SaaS um, is is that um, you don't need to invest heavily um, to get the benefit. Mm. And the worst thing about SaaS? Is uh, the number of SaaS companies like buyers are really um, uh, bombarded with? Uh, I think there are two hundred SaaS companies uh, created per day, um, oh. um, and and I spend a lot of time with the prospects and customers, and um, it, it's a spam, it's a noise, it's they hear a lot of things every day. So uh, for for buyers, I think it's how um, do I find the the uh, um, the SaaS platform I need, and for mm. the sellers is that how do I differentiate in the, all this noise? Mm. And uh, considering your career within SaaS, if you would give one advice for younger people, what would that be? Learn by doing. That's that's one. Never give up. That's never give up. That's two. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, these are the two the two the two advices that I'm applying to myself also at my yeah. age. And uh, lastly, one thing that you use uh, ChatGPT for? Um, I use I use ChatGPT for. I think trying to make my messages uh, um, at least get more ideas on the emails I send. Cold emails or just in general? Uh, in general, sometimes I I, uh, um, I send emails very quickly, and I found that uh, uh, with ChatGPT you can get really uh, kind of. Um, new inspiration of how how to do it um yeah mm. all right nice uh, i i want to move into the the topics of uh, forecasting uh because in my opinion um i've i've read a book called the checklist manifesto and this is a book talking about you should use checklists because they are using it in uh, like multiple professions such as in medicine, military and so on. And you should be able to use it in, for example, sales and leverage that like structure. Uh, would you say that you are for or against checklists when it comes to forecasting and sales? I am for checklists, 100%. Yeah? 100%. Because Elaborate. there are, um, um, let's say it this way. I, I, I think I've... I've worked in, with uh, I had the chance to work with the best, probably one of the or, or many of the best sales leaders in the industry uh, during 20 years. I've learned a lot from them. Uh, so some of them are leading now Salesforce uh, and, and other um, uh, quite uh, leading startups or uh, hyper growth startups. Yeah. And I think their strength is to be consistent in the questions that they ask to audit uh, um, a deal and they know exactly how to do it. And Value Orbit was inspired from from this. So I really believe in checklists, but I don't believe in kind of, it's not a checklist that it's also, it should be a smart checklist because if you don't get to a point, there is no uh, uh, no idea to investigate more. You get my point. So you have to add mm. your checklist. It's, it's like a multiple level checklist. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, different layers and uh, like being dynamic for a dialogue purpose, not just monologue checklist. Exactly. Yeah. And on that topic, let's say that I'm a manager and I'm struggling with forecasting. What advice do you have for, for me? How, uh, how can I solve that uh, problem? First, <clears throat> I, I, um, uh, Let's start with the the fundamentals. I think I think you need to have your data hygiene right. Uh, the second is that you have to understand the process, the sales process, the right way. So um, you have to understand the exit criteria and what they mean. So that's the first. The second is that um, um, it's very important to make sure that you have the right blend of uh, of deals in your pipeline between large deals between what we call the middle fat and uh, between run rate <laughs> middle fat yeah between run rate uh, yeah. it's extremely important to have the right balance um, and also to be uh, critical uh, collaboration also is key uh, so to forecast is is very important to get the feedback of uh, the team that you're working on and consider it 
Um, so and and um, I would say don't uh, hesitate to use tools that automate this process and and will help you. I don't want to sell value orbit, but any any tool <laughs> that can really provide you with the intelligence. Don't don't be conservative. Don't be conservative. Try to get ideas, new tools, um, and and the right collaboration. And and the the last thing, it's all about engagement and proving the value. So it's not. Mm-hmm. About what do you mean? I, what I mean is that your level of engagement uh, shows uh, if you're not going to close the deal, but it does not show that if you're going to close the deal. So what it means is that if I have zero interactions or I've had zero interactions in the last two weeks with the champion and the economic buyer, the chance to close the deal, uh, even if you forecast it as, uh, uh, as a commit, will be less than 16%. What it means is that you need also to stick into um, engage, and make sure that you don't ignore your engagement level uh, um, um, uh, as part of how you forecast. That, that, that's one. Now, the intensity of the engagement is important, but it does not mean that you're going to close the deal because uh, the engagement can be, hello, how are you? Uh, so what's happening with the deal? And the answer can be, it's going well. And this is the worst. This is this means that you're not it's just gut feeling. Yeah. You're not gonna close your deal. So yeah. also, also the quality of the interactions, uh, the way that you ask the question, and this is where we go back to the checklist. To be able to fill in your checklist, you have to engage with the customer. Because forecast is not about what you're doing, forecast is about what what are the buyer signals that are coming to you. Mm. Yeah, I think that's uh, really, um, really healthy. And uh, a lot of managers probably recognize the, the feeling or the answer. It's going well or it's feeling good or I have a good feeling about this. Uh, and I think uh, it's a common trap to get stuck in those forecast meetings or pipe meetings where you just go on the, uh, the, the feeling of the sales rep. And also, as you say, the customer says something, but you haven't really deep dived into the next layer of the actual truth that's been said. Exactly. And we should not not forget that your biggest competitor is not your competition. Your biggest competitors do nothing. So more mm. than half of the deals end up with no decision. Yeah. So how to fight the, the no decision? How to mm. detect how to detect the no decision early on to make sure that you address it or you focus on another deal. That's mm. another aspect also. Yeah, but uh, you said the, in the beginning that forecasting in either in order to solve that you need better data, right? The, the underlying data needs to be good. Uh, yes, you you need a layer, another layer of data, but mm. you need a way to interact with the data that is that gives value back to the sales, gives value back to the manager, uh, mm. and this is we should not forget that historically the forecast is only on the benefit of the CEO of the company and the CFO. Yeah. Um, nobody is, nobody, so it, it's, it's, nobody is um, giving benefits to the sales rep out of the forecasting date. It's just a stressful moment where I need to prove that I'm not, I'm not going to make my number and avoid scrutiny and avoid stress and avoid to being fired. 
You see, so forecast is a negative exercise. It's a negative activity for the salespeople. And this is what I'm trying to transform is to say, I don't care about, I care about you. So I care about you forecast and take this number of forecast to guide you into what to do next to do your numbers. What are the risks of your number? How do you mitigate them? And and I think that this is this is the perception. So value orbit is is um, very interesting because the mission is 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 quite uh, challenging, but it's quite feasible. Uh, yeah. and, and and when you see, uh, um, and I think one of my best moments at value orbit is just to have deal reviews on value orbit, and this discussion I used to coach uh, once a week uh, company, and and just the discussion into. Uh, so who's your competition? Uh, uh, if 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 uh, the the prospect uh, agreed to buy four licenses, why why do they need them? What is the pay? Um, what's the compelling event? All this stuff, just to go and we go back to the checklist, Max. Yeah. <laughs> One layer deeper, yeah. But uh, those those type of questions, uh, would you say that you? Uh... You often have to go in and coach the team about those things, or is that something that is hidden somewhere in a PowerPoint? You just have to implement it the right way into the CRM. Let, let, let's say uh, the issue with the CRM is that it's a bunch of boxes. Uh, so, so then um, it, it it lacks um, a kind of uh, the the smart layer of knowing exactly what are the actions that they push and what are the answers that they get. And this is why, um, and I think this is the added value of one of the added values of of Value Orbit is just to automate all these questions. So at the end, um, uh, we can automate 70 to 90% of uh, the scrutiny time that the sales spend on the day-to-day asking the same question. So basically, you can put put the question, put the rules, or get the template, and the system will do it for you. So the system will say, "So I am in this stage, and I don't have this, um, and the risk is is here. So I'm going to ask you now. You have to enter this information, and this is the template for the discovery questions or for the email that you need to send to your sales to get the data back. So this is the kind of things that needs to be uh, that are automated within value orbit that gives value uh, on day one and that ai now is improving them mm. so you're basically saying that uh, you, we're moving from a, a stigma from forecasting to it being more positive and from a reactive behavior to a more proactive behavior for the sales it, rep exactly exactly if mm. it, it, it's like it's like an internal selling i yeah. need to tell you what you get uh, and I need to prove to you what you get. And the biggest issue with the playbook is that, for example, if I follow methodology, um, I'm not sure what I'm getting. Um, um, it's not measured. So you need to connect it. You need to connect it to your sales process. You need to connect your actions, your activities, and you need to have the reports that will show you the benefits. And and I think this is the game that um, at least... Uh, my my customers like to play is that uh, let's see which um, element that I'm collecting uh, from the discovery has an impact on the win or on the loss. Because at the end, this is, 
at the, at the end, I think the way I'm, I'm trying to give the positive feedback on the forecast is to say that, okay, the forecast, uh, be, so you have a number behind it, you have a bunch of, of deals with, with the risks, but uh, then you dig into what are the gaps, as, as you said, in the methodology or in, this, in the checklist. And, and then at the end of the month and the end of the quarter, we can analyze the data or your data or the company's data to see what's the weight, what's the impact of, for example, having your champion in month one versus month two, in stage one versus stage two. So this kind of analysis are extremely important to guide you. And this is where they see the value is that, for example, I see that as a sales rep, I'm not able to meet the economic buyer. And why? Mm. Because I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I lack this C-level communication. So I need to elevate uh, my discussion to the C-level way to be able to convince the champion to take me to the economy. Things like this. And can you give me some examples, like uh, real real stories of what you've discovered, how it's visualized, and how you can like run on that insight or, or take action, so to say? Yes, uh, <clears throat> a, a lot of them because we're 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 doing discoveries on uh, on a daily basis. And uh, let's let, let's talk about Medpick. Okay. Yeah. Um, competition used to be. Um, at least when we started, uh, we, we rolled out the, the first pilot. Uh, nobody talked about competition. Competition was not an important topic uh, in managing the deals. And nowadays, with the same customer, within uh, a year and something, um, we focused. We what we found is that competition became more and more and more and more important. So then, detecting the signal by detecting the signal of uh, not only who is your competition, but who is the champion of your competition, then we were able to qualify the deal in a better way and improve the win rate by more than 7%. Only focusing on one point, which is competition. It's like, it, it, it looks simple, but 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 nobody was asking the question about, yeah. even in, in, now I'm not talking about $5 million deals, I'm talking about 10K deals. In 10K mm. deals, you have to ask yourself, who's my competition? Okay. Uh, um, who is the champion of my competition? Et cetera, et cetera. And you have to really monitor it over time. And nowadays, as I say, SaaS is, is becoming too competitive. Even myself, when mm. I reach to a prospect, I have a, probably hundreds of the companies reaching it. It's a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Yeah. And uh, on, on that topic, in terms of uh, competition, and we talked about losing against rather indecision than a competitor. Uh, can you share something that you've learned from your previous experiences before starting Value Orbit? You talked about sales leaders, some of the best that you've been uh, uh, been learning from. What else can you share? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so the no decision. Um, um, sales leaders focus on the deals at the end of the quarter or at the end of the fiscal year. Yeah. And if you think about it, the no decision um, um, is or should be detected early on. So when you start the discussion, uh, uh, when you start the discussion uh, with your champion or, 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 or with your economic buyer, uh, you should say in one of the calls or one of the 
or, 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 or one of the interactions is that. So what is missing to close this deal? Make it blunt. And then be blunted to, so if, let me summarize, if I provide you with this and this and this and this and this, will you sign? Who's going to sign? What's the process for signing? So this is the kind of discussion. No, most of the sales are afraid. They don't want to offend. Yeah, but the issue is that if you articulate or you implicate the pain the right way, if you prove that your solution will solve this pain, if you prove that, and, and, and you can get also to the challenges of sale, if you if you prove also that your pain, uh, if you don't fix the, your pain, these are the negative consequences. Mm, the teaching part, right? Teach, exactly. Then yeah. it becomes easy. The no decision is detected right away. Because right away, if I say A, B, C, D means you sign, they will say, we don't sign. That's fine. Let's move on. Yeah. You got my point. It's like, why am I afraid of 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 hearing that uh, these people are not ready to take the decision? I need to understand at the early stage what is required to sign. Hmm. And and the, because you're talking about a different a couple of different metrics now. I mean, sales methodology is one thing: the MedPick or the checklist and everything. But for example, average deal uh, cycle. That is one thing, like the, the sales cycle. Uh, deal slippage, if it's like being updated yes. or moved into another quarter. Yes. Uh, what other metrics would you consider as yellow or red flags for a sales manager or a revenue leader to keep track of, to understand, okay, here is where we have to work um, to, to increase the velocity? Um, okay, it's a very good. Uh, uh, first, um, I think the conversion rate from one stage to another is extremely important for me. Uh, yeah. The second is that uh, so is the velocity. And with Value Orbit, we're able to measure the velocity of the deal uh, through the different, uh, uh, because it's a time series database, so we track all the changes. Um, yeah. So the conversion rate, um, and the conversion rate is not only, is also what goes out from one stage to another. And for yeah. me, going out, uh, the worst the worst enemy is staling uh, pipeline. So the pipeline should not be stale. You should be able to push your pipeline, work on it, getting... So I get really worrying when um, uh, the velocity... It gets stuck. It got stuck. That, yeah. that's, uh, so, and instead of taking it... By the way, I hate averages because I think averages okay. do not mean anything. What you need mm-hmm. to do is is always, always take your pipeline and you have to analyze it by deal band, um, um, by industry, by region, by type of customers. And this is what really gives you, um, I, I think, the insight that, that you need. So uh, to answer your question, is not the average. It's also to take these averages and try to make them more granular. My, I love to do this exercise. I, I've done it for, yeah. <laughs> for so many years. Yeah. But, uh, but why, why not averages? Median, better, or just... Why, why, uh, why not averages? Uh, I'll give you an example. You have, mm-hmm. um, you have uh, let's say, um, 20 deals in your pipeline. 
uh, your sales cycle of the um, 18 deals is extremely healthy and you have two large deals that are there forever yeah. and that don't close and that you're forecasting them and that it will kill your year. That's one thing. Uh, yeah. So this is, uh, and, and I can say um, for managers, um, averages are important, but uh, I think managers are also hurt by uh, sales turnover and the fact that their teams are not, uh, the, the, the team size changes. And, um, and, and if, if you get stuck on averages, then you get also stuck into elements that are impacting the averages. So it's not enough. You need really to, to make it more granular yeah. to understand. Yeah. So for example, just to give you an example, uh, with Value Orbit, we do a lot of, uh, uh, we take deals, for example, created in a certain, certain period, and we do an analysis on, on, on them. Uh, changing in a certain so you have to go more toward the uh, um, um, a more granular picture to get the real idea on the performance mm. yeah and uh, so so conversion stage from uh, one step in the sales process to another how many steps are in your sales process or what would you say is preferred i think it depends on the your sales cycle i have seven uh, personally i mm-hmm. have seven uh and um, for me, the longer is the sales cycle, uh, the more phases you need. Uh, and how long is your sales cycle, approximately? Just to understand. Um, so it, it was very long in the beginning because I had to struggle yeah. to get my first customers. Uh, but, but now it's around uh, 120 days, which is very yeah. long, still very long. And this is why with the version yeah. 2, I really would like to. Uh, my challenge is to reduce it to thirty days. It's like, mm. it, but 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 the issue is that, and, and this is another point, is that to reduce it to thirty days, you have, as you said, you have to have uh, the pro uh, the process should be adapted, but also you need to take out all the friction of trying the tool, using the tool, getting the first uh, 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 value out of it, etc. Which is not easy. That's the most difficult part of, uh, of, of I think, anyway, in, in, of developing a platform, a complex platform yeah. like the one at least we do. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, conversion rates, <clears throat> average, uh, or not? Sorry, <laughs> not average, <laughs> but no. uh, the the no, sales cycle. Gran- let's call them sorry. Let's call them granular average. So average, average per deal band, average per product. Try to go into averages, but try to go down and try to kind of um, into more granularity. Mm-hmm. And any other any other uh, finishing KPIs that you would recommend people to look into to understand the, the forecasting better? Uh, I think win rate is is dangerous. You need to look at your win rate and your close rate. So these are two different. Uh, I think it's important to look at um, at, at at both of them. Um, as I said, a sales cycle. Try to split it into uh, phases. So what's your average sales cycle? Yeah. Um, um, I think these are the. Um, also, uh, I think what's important is uh, it's very important to um, have a solid forecasting process. Uh, so what it means is that have systems that will guide you into 
um, executing the process and make it simple. So at Value Orbit, we have, we call it a two-click forecast. It's only two clicks. But these yeah. two clicks, um, if you don't do them on a weekly basis, the system will get upset. So you have to do them. It takes you probably five minutes. But but um, I think it's it's uh, the cadence is extremely important. Yeah. So personally, um, okay, other things is the engagement. So the number of emails, uh, meetings, etc. As I said, they're not indicators that you're doing the right things, but they are indicators that you're not doing the right things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, stuff to measure, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Time to to get started and and start analyzing. and I, I just want to wrap up the conversation a bit and ask you uh, if you have any recommendations for uh, people to invite uh, Sami on this podcast. So I don't know if you invited AppSales, uh, the Swedish, but it's your competition, no? Mm, yeah, yeah, Daniel. <laughs> so, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Dream Data, I would recommend... Uh, Laura Erden, uh, she's, she's uh, she, I don't know if you invited her or not, but she's... Yeah, it's been recorded already, but yeah, that's uh, oh, good okay. advice. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good. Laura is really good. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's um, great. Who else? Um, yeah, these are um, Cliff Simon from Carabinier Group, um, uh, but it's in the US. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, we work a lot and we collaborate. Uh, they are in RevOps uh, agencies. And we mm. haven't touched into RevOps, but RevOps is 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 the new trend. So it's very important mm. to. Um, I think it's very important. Uh, I, I'm one of uh, since that I've been in the RevOps role. Um, I, I understand the, the the added value, but also I understand that um, a lot of sales leaders don't get um, uh, the practicality of how to set it up, how to put it in place, how to get the value out of it. Nice. No, that's really good. Thank you for those names. Um, and I just want to wrap up a bit with my key takeaways. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting uh, metrics and KPIs that you should be looking into. Uh, but one thing that I'm going to take with me is definitely to uh, leverage from your experience uh, at the Salesforce and Oracle and talked about like the, the best sales leaders consistency is key. And how do you achieve consistency? Well, uh, checklists. Uh, and another one that I'm going to take with me is the uh, forecasting that there's a shift going on now from being a bit reactive reporting to, to like a proactive tool for the sales rep. And I think if you're, a, if you're a manager struggling with good reporting or forecasting, you should like find those nuggets in the, the sales process to get the sales rep to actually start doing the forecasting properly. Exactly. And uh, the last thing is the um, uh, the different KPIs. Um, you talked about conversions, the velocity, the win rate, close rate, the sales cycle, and uh, also the uh, number of engagement points. I think those are great uh, starting points to actually get the forecasting uh, up and running, basically. And deal bands. Deal bands. Always analyze with deal bands. Yeah, great. Awesome. Thank you very much, Sami, for joining me on this uh, podcast. It was a blast chatting with you. And uh, I hope you and the Value Orbit uh, grow a lot in the coming uh, weeks and months. Thank you, Max, for the invitation. Uh, It's been a pleasure. 
Take care. Bye. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. Got to hit the phone. One call. All right. Shifting the focus to you that's been listening. Just want to remind you that this is an interactive podcast. So hit the link in the episode description. There you can join the discussion with other listeners and comment on episodes. You can also submit ideas for upcoming guests, topics, or simply upload what other people have already suggested. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to someone that might be curious, friends, coworker, or that random person in your LinkedIn feed. Last but not least, leave a rating if you enjoyed it. While we're at it, add me on LinkedIn to see short video clips from the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. See ya. Last quarter, I smashed my quota. Short memory, I forgot what I sold you. Sales pro wisdom like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. Let's your phone up. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. One call closer while sitting at home. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. Last quarter, I smashed my quota. Short memory, I forgot what I sold you. Sales pro wisdom like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. Let's your phone up. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the Phone. Gotta hit the phone. One call closed, I'm sitting at home. I'm in sales, I love hitting the phones. Gotta hit the phone.